What's happening, everybody? Uh, today, we have a very special guest. Now, if you have been following me for some time now, or if you just follow me for the first time, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that uh, you want to have this business, a lifestyle that allows you to have freedom to do what you want. You want to travel the world. You want to be able to live life on your own terms. You want to be able to do as you please and not be chained to a desk and not be chained or having to report to maybe a, a boss or something like that. And that's what really what freedom, what entrepreneurship guarantees you is freedom. So one thing that's really great here is I, I brought in my good friend, Andrew. I met Andrew about a year ago on a hike with some other really awesome young entrepreneurs. And before I knew, we, we were talking about how he was a, you know, he was doing his thing as far as entrepreneurship. And next thing I know, several months later, he's traveling around the world and, and living the kind of lifestyle that we are striving to live. So he is going to talk a little bit about his travels and, and what he's been up to. And I'm, I'm excited to dive in deep into this. And, you know, by the end of this interview, you're going to feel like you can actually do this yourself. You're going to get some, maybe some step-by-step in terms of how to do that. And I'm just uh, thrilled to have this uh, amazing guy here with us today. So Andrew, man, I really do appreciate you taking the time to come here and give some value to my audience. Hey, man. Well, thanks for the, uh, the great introduction. And um, uh, I value what you do because I think what you do is like tough. You know, you're out there every single day on this. So like, let's get this going. Thank you, man. So Tell us a little bit about like your entrepreneurial journey. When, when did you get started? That's a really good question. So, whew, damn, let's go back. Huh? Um, so when I first graduated college, I pretty much, you know, got into my full-time job as an aerospace software engineer. And then at that point, you know, everyone would think like, oh, you made it. Like, that's it. You got like a nice job. And, it's good to go. And like, you know, two months in, I, I bought the, the Xbox. I bought the Netflix. And then I was like, is this it? <laughs> I was like, am I just going to do this for the next, like, you know, 40, 50 years? And so I started building apps, like, you know, because that, that's what I did. I was a software engineer. So I was like, okay, let's build some apps. And then while I was doing that, I pretty much, you know, like, listen to YouTube every single day for an hour on my commute to work and back like every single day. And then it was like, you know, advice on like financial stuff or investing or like, you know, meditation or like uh, men's lifestyle. And then like it all, like I, I noticed every single, you know, YouTube author was like doing their own thing. You know, they're all just like not at a full-time job. And I was just like going on a full-time job every hey, day. Andrew. Uh, yeah. your, your mic keeps hitting against your shirt. Oh, it's right here. Oh, there we go. <laughs> okay. Perfect. So I, I was, um, going to my full-time job, listening to YouTube every day. I noticed everyone was doing their own thing on YouTube. And I was like, that looks pretty cool. You know, I, I want to get into that. Uh, after like five, like failed businesses and on apps, which was like, you know, totally awesome. Like learning experiences. Um, you know, I finally got into um, uh, digital marketing. And at, at the time, I didn't know, like, I, I, like, 
was like, hey, wait a minute, I think business owners need help with like online stuff. And then I did my research, oh, it's called digital marketing. And then I was like, I think I can get a client. I have a business friend. And then from there, um, we started working together. I got him results. And uh, that's where we pretty much started. And then, um, and then I hired a business coach, uh, Jim. And then he pretty much, uh, this was like a magical moment is like, and this is um, why I love that, that you vouch for and the, you know, uh, recommend mentors. Cause he basically said, well, what are your goals, man? And I was like, well, in six months, I want to basically, this was 2019 January. He said, I, I said, in six months, I want to be leaving my full-time job, have enough saved and be making enough of my business so I can, you know, successfully leave. And he's like, well, we can do that in three months. I was like, oh shit, well then let's go. Yo, that's and such a gym thing to say too. For sure. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, all right, then let's sign me up. Sure enough, three months later, I was putting in my two-week notice at my full-time aerospace software engineer job. And then, so like, I want to like see it as like, I, I lifted off like, like a rocket or something, you know, I just lifted off. But then that's when like, like business hit. And then it was like, whoa, there's like a lot more to business, you know? And so... Um, 2019, March through October, I pretty much had a side business for videography. And what I did was basically, I only worked for entrepreneurs. And so I went to my, my first event and, uh, Jim actually recommended me to, to the dude too. His name was Greg. And he wanted me to be like the guy who was like shooting him behind, like, you know, entrepreneur event. And then I was like, yeah time it was cool the main speaker on stage said at the end of the entire event and it was amazing speakers i could talk all about that too but at the end of the event he said all right guys so i'm having a, a castle a mansion castle event uh we're gonna basically uh scale everyone's businesses in one weekend only 15 spots available ten thousand dollars each and uh if you want to go let me know and by the way there's a ton of you know on uh, successful people here at this event so if you want something don't just go and try to take provide value and so I took that and I was like you know this is a really cool event that event to be there was like 500 or 1000 dollars to be there and I was there for free so I was like what can I do how can I give value and I, I just got it so I basically I went straight to that the host his name is Mark Leck and then I, I went straight to him I said hey Mark Leck my name is Andrew Nava shook his hand and I said uh, I'm, I'm a professional drone videographer I'd like to film your entire castle event for free and then he was like, really? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, all right, go talk to my assistant. Talk to him three months later, I'm at this freaking mansion, at a $10,000 seat, learning, and not only learning, but networking with other people who paid 10 grand to be there too. Wow. And everything I learned in those two days, it's just like, and then, so I did that like four or five more times with uh, like other entrepreneurs and other mastermind events. And I just did it the entire year until October. I went to NetCon. And that just like blew my mind again. <laughs> and, um, Yo, Andrew, you, I don't know where, where you're at. You've cut out completely. And in the meantime, while his internet is connecting again, I want to point out something that's very powerful. There you go. Welcome back, my man. Uh, so as I, I was uh, just commenting on the fact that you leveraged your skills, you were resourceful in figuring out a way to, to make it happen. So 
uh, keep going. You said you went to uh, NetCon and then your mind was blown again. And then what happened after that? So basically I sat the fuck down and I worked because I was like, all right, I know what to execute on. And um, I literally like, just like, at that point I was saying like, no to all types of invitations. I had my schedule. I was like, all right, morning time, this, you know, I meditate in the morning, work till this time, eat, and then have another thing here. And then I went to the gym like every day at like 11 p.m. And like my, my roommates thought I was like crazy. And I was just like on my grind, like just nonstop. And I was like, all right, March of 2020, I'm going to my first country. I don't know what it's going to be. All I know is that January 1st, 2nd, or 3rd, I'm going to buy my ticket, one-way ticket. And that was it. I just set, set the goal. I was like, that's the goal. I'm going to leave in March. I'm going to buy my ticket to the first country in January. And then I worked my ass off. And then I realized that in business, there comes a point where, like, uh, you know your numbers. And I think that's large. And I hear that a lot from mentors as well. It's like, you got to know your numbers. And then, like, in the beginning, it was like, you know, how am I going to know my numbers? But, like, you, and then I started to realize, like, what effort went into what tasks and what that ended up with. And, you know, where's the marketing going? Where's the sales going? Uh, the fulfillment and how can I systematize everything and basically like because of everything I learned in the year and because I was executing on it I was kind of like learning or I was like applying it but then I was also like you know going back to it it's kind of like notes I don't know and I was just like putting it all together and then by the end of 2019 um, I pretty much knew my numbers and I was even coming out with new products and services and then I was um I would say I was like, you know, I felt very comfortable going to 2020 and like traveling. And I was like, all right. And then January, you know, I figured it out. It was actually supposed to be uh, Mexico for three months, Europe for three months, and then Asia for three months. And so I was like about to like, you know, it was literally the week of that like COVID like started. It was the last week. So basically I left on March 15 from uh, United States. And I lived at my mom's place for two weeks in March. So at the end of February is when I let my apartment go. And then I was like, all right, peace apartment. And I, and I sold like 80% of everything I owned. Damn. I literally only, only kept my, my clothes and my instruments and maybe a couple other like, you know, stuff. Sold everything. And then I was like, all right, live at my mom's place for two weeks. And then my flight is ready to go. And it was like one week and it was like COVID, 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 COVID. And it was hard. It was like, yo, do I keep going with this? Like, yo, am I going to be okay? <laughs> and it was hard because, you know, I sacrificed literally like an entire year for mm. this. And at that point, it was like, you know, you, you got to you gotta stick to, <laughs> you know, what, what, you're, what you're fighting for. So I did it. And overall, like, I've had a blast. Yeah. So that's man that that's that's really incredible man um yeah because i remember i first saw you with, like uh because you you we were exchanging dms and you were saying that yeah i got some stuff that's gonna be coming up and then next thing i know i see that like you're just like i'm going to the city but you didn't really disclose what it was and the next thing i know i see you're in uh mexico city right i think we just talked about that mexico city mm -hmm. all right and i'm like dang that's that's awesome i was like i wonder how long he's gonna stay out there for but you were out there for a while 
I'm like, dang, that's really cool. And then it clicked in my brain as far as what you were doing when you went to Brazil. And then it's like, you've been in Brazil for, I, I'm not even sure at this point, but it's been a prolonged stay. What, what's your experience been like so far while you've been traveling and also working on your business? How, what's that like? It's a really good question. Um, let's see. So the first part traveling, I have like a totally different travel experience because of COVID. So like everyone's like, oh, it's going to be so packed over there. It's going to be so packed over there. And you get there. And it's super badass because like what would be super packed with people and like cool looking buildings or like cool looking artifacts, all you get is like the cool looking artifacts and buildings. And so like, you know, it's like an experience that like I'll never be able to get. Um, I even like, uh, you know, I don't know what it is. I'm just really good at meeting locals. And um, so like I went with some locals to like these like, ruins that like you can't even go to because of covid and like it was completely empty and so the traveling part is totally different um i mean like i might be able to say like some stuff that i saw like you won't see with no people so that was epic and in the business side it's the same thing like i pretty much always like just like work my ass off and i still do but now i just like trade that so like i don't watch like Netflix or play video games or like none of that, you know, it just doesn't interest me. But so instead I just work hard and then I just explore hard and I just kind of, that's the balance, you know? So like I trade it off, like, dude, like you're working hard, but like, you know, these next three days, you're going to go like here and it's going to be like, awesome. It's going to be worth it. So uh, definitely business goals and like planning for business is like always like on my mind like okay so what's coming up next so what's coming up with q4 and it's like i'm just always thinking ahead and that way i'm able to plan and plan my numbers and plan my time basically how how do you set your goals do you set them out three months at a time do you set them out a year at a time and do you still have mentors oh i like all those questions so i set out yearly goals but also uh, monthly goals so like the yearly goals are more uh general though they're more like okay like at the end of this year i'm going to create like some products here so they can run this way but then this month in order to like to hit those next ones i have to hit this this month so like uh, and the, the month goals are more like you know uh, smart goals you know like quanti- quantified and so you can hit them um do i still have mentors yes yeah, so i am in two uh masterminds um uh, I would say they're, they're like group masterminds. So one of them, I pay like $7 a month. The other one, I pay like $30 a month. And, you know, they, one of them meets weekly and talks about stuff. The other one uh, does like monthly masterclasses. And they both have, have groups. So I can ask questions. And uh, they're pretty much, you know, like people who, who I look up to. Like I want to be like them uh, doing what they do. So uh Definitely, like I feel like if you if you're not looking up to something or someone, mm-hmm. then it's like you, you got to have some kind of compass, you know. Yeah. So, what exactly is your business? Are you are you so you're supposed to do the digital marketing? I remember last time we spoke, you were doing mm-hmm. digital marketing for lawyers. Are you still yeah. on that path? Yeah, that's a good question. So now um, it was interesting because before COVID, I only had digital marketing uh, done for you services for uh, lawyers where about 80% of my clients are lawyers. And then, um, you know, COVID was coming. And so I pivoted and I added 
consulting and digital products. And I really like the uh, digital product side. So I'm, I'm doing all three. Those are the three like kind of like main services in there. But the digital products, I'm basically doubling down on that because that one gives me the most freedom. I'm able to systematize more. Um, and the, the memberships that I'm in, they, they revolve around digital products. So, uh, but it's definitely those three. Man, that that's incredible. Like wh what's in store for you? Like, are you planning on traveling for the next year, five years, 10 years? Do you just leave it up for this grand adventure? What does that look like for you? I uh, love that question. <laughs> um, because like it changes, you know, like being out here, like it is solo. So like, you know, you have to like make new friends and like do stuff, but like being out here, like that changes. When I started, I was like, okay, I'm going to travel this year. And then next year, chill for six months and go back in the summer. But now I'm like, no, oh, why don't I just go in February? Like, you know, hang out with the family for January and then just go back and February. Like, why not? And the reason why is because like, it's just so, uh, everything is new. And I think, I think that's the, the, the deal that I get. It's like, everything is like, you have to figure stuff out like on your toes because, mm -hmm. you know, it's all you and it's every day. <laughs> um, and then it's like, all right. And then like two, three months later, uh, in this case, like two months later, you go to a new location. And then again, it's like everything is brand new. So like every single day, I don't see like the same, you know, buildings or, you know, yeah, because I'm always exploring. So that, mm -hmm. that's the side I'm just like loving. As far as how long I'll be doing this. Like I said, like it changes, my decision changes every like couple of months. So for now, maybe two more years, maybe. Damn, man, that, that's really incredible. And, you know, in Tim Ferriss's book, Four Hour Workweek, people tend to think that it requires you to make so much money in order to do that. What's your living look like? Are you staying in hostels? Are you always looking to uh, save some money so you can afford like uh to be out there but at a lower price like what does that look what does your process look like when it comes to where you're going to be staying that's a good question so the first location i stayed at the first two locations i stayed for first two airbnbs so i own the airbnbs because like they have reviews um it was shared as in like i had my own room but the house was shared and i realized like here here's where it come, we come down to like that like energy side of stuff is that like that took away from my energy, you know, like mm -hmm. having to like, um, you know, I don't know what it was, but it was like, Hey, let's go for a beer on, uh, on Friday night. I'm like, kind of don't want to, but all right. And then, um, but you know, it was more of like, I, I knew I had deadlines and I knew I had to like get shit done. So like, but that peer pressure or like that pressure of like being there and like, you know, it like fuck with me <laughs> when I got to uh, a location where I was on my own, Dude, I was like the most productive because I was just on my own schedule. Like nothing budged me. And I was just like, so basically ever since like a couple months ago, uh, for that reason, you know, it's just preference. Um, I'd rather run much just my own apartment. Um, I don't think I'll go back to like sharing just because like I'm just able to be on my, on my routine. So, and then to answer the question about like uh, budget and stuff. So when I was living in Los Angeles, I was paying $950 per month for an apartment. And then I was like, wait a minute. So Airbnbs cost like 500 bucks 
a flight costs like 500 bucks. So my rule is like, if I can go to a new place and spend less than about a thousand dollars for flight and place, then it's in my budget. Yeah. And then so it's better when I stay in places longer because it's cheaper and um, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. And so like um, that, when you book out an Airbnb, is it for one month or do you do like you book the full three months, like right then and there, or do you, you do you switch it up? Do you go from Airbnb to Airbnb in the in different parts of that specific area that you're traveling to? That's really good questions. Cause like, these are all things I like figured out while I was doing it. And so I always do one month minimum. Um, one, two reasons. One, so I can, you know, really explore the place. Another one, because Airbnb will give you like a 25% discount for a month. So wow. bonus, bonus. Um, and then from there, I scope it out. Um, but I've realized that I have to ask them through message like, hey, what's the speed of your Wi-Fi? <laughs> you know, obviously, cause, like we're disconnecting. Yeah. So I always ask that because, you know, it's, it needs to be like really good. So and then I basically scope it out. If I really like it, then the cool thing is that you can negotiate with them. And be like, hey, I'm going to say another month. How about I do it through you instead of the app? And then you get another discount. <laughs> and then, wow. so if I really like it, I'll stay there for another month or whatever it is, however long I need. And if I don't like it, then I'll just go somewhere else. That, that's really cool, man. You know, um, to, to comment on something you said earlier in terms of the people that you stay with, like, yeah, it, it all boils down to, again, like you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So it doesn't matter if you go to another place, mm -hmm. if the people you're hanging out with are still not on the similar path as you are. Mm -hmm. So there's that friction there and that you really feel like mm -hmm. you can't share certain things with exactly. those people because it's like, ah, we, we just don't have a similar goals. So that's that's really incredible that you're like, all right, that's one lesson that I needed to learn. It's learned and, and now you adjust. And exactly. is, is Asia on your list next? Are you, so how long are you going to be in Brazil for? Yeah. So I'm actually leaving this uh, Thursday. It's Thursday evening. <laughs> Man. I hear the women in, in Brazil are, are beautiful. You know, it's, it's, um, they are, it's, it's kind of, it's like, wait, like it's, it's like the majority of them are kind of, uh, different. <laughs> Yeah, I remember I went to a Tony Robbins event and this guy's like, because he was from Brazil, and he's like, if you go to Brazil, make sure you go while you're single. I'm like, all right, awesome. So with with the way you, you're running your business, what do you what do you do for, for marketing? Are you sending cold DMs to, to lawyers? Are you running ads? What do you what does it look like in terms of your way of of you know bringing in more clients? Yeah, that's a really good question. So it's a really basic lead generation through Facebook groups, nurturing them, and then uh, following up with them. And that's, that's, that, that's like where, where the real money comes from. It's crazy. Just Facebook groups. But the, the cool thing is that like, it's, it's like on a machine. So like, I've paused that because I, I can't take on more clients doing that if I want to build the systems for my digital products. So it's cool. Right. It's like, and then I have like my virtual assistants. I have two virtual assistants. So like, it's kind of, I just like press buttons and it's just like, like shit just happens. So like, that's the cool thing about like creating systems. And so like, 
whenever it's like, okay, like next month, it looks like I'm going to have this much time for this, this and that. Okay. I can take on another client. So push the systems to start following up, get on calls, close a client or two, and then like stop that system now. And let's focus. Like we're good. So it's, it's, it's really cool. Once you see those numbers, like you can see the effort that you put in or the system that you create, uh, you can just like push buttons and like it goes and then like reject. So yeah. Dang, that's dope, man. And uh, again, careful with the shirt because the microphone right. hits. So sometimes I can hear like little, little bumping noises. Okay. So when it comes to, I know there's like groups with um, like digital nomad groups that you can find and you can meet up with people. Are you doing anything like that? Like meeting up with other people who also have businesses and you share stories about what you're doing or what was that look like? You know, when I was, before I was leaving, I added like a bunch of them and I was so excited to meet all of them. COVID came and a lot of them were like, nope, we're not meeting up. Like mm-hmm. we're not meeting up. And so um, I only met up with one person though. One, like, and it was crazy. So basically I was uh, in a group foreigners in Oaxaca, Mexico. And um, this basically like brought me back to like what I learned from like the rest of the successful entrepreneurs that, that I did videography for. It was like, he basically messaged, hey, does anyone know um, something, something about like, where can I get a COVID test? I don't need, I don't have the, like, the symptoms, but I needed to fly to Dubai. And I was like, oh, this guy is high level. So I was like, check him out. He had a website. Okay, this guy's a digital nomad. Cool. And then, but his website looked really polished, like really good. So then I messaged him like, hey, how's it going? Um, See so your digital nomad. Uh, we should drink coffee sometime. And then he was like, Oh, cool, man. Yeah, that sounds good. He's like, what's your business? And I was like, I like that because we go straight into business. You know, there's no, no fluff here. So I was like, all right, cool. And I was like, so I, I do digital marketing. I have a couple of uh, products that are more uh, passive than others. And I have two virtual assistants. You know, I was like, yeah, that's cool. And then he was like, oh, that's, that's nice. He was like, we did four, 140 million last year. <laughs> I was like, oh, nice. And we have 40 plus employees. And I was like, nice. And I was like, Okay, so value first, right? Like, how can I put myself in a position where I can give value? I was like, that's awesome. So I've been able to go on private tours and uh, basically find anything that I need because I know the language really well. So if you need anything, I got you. And he was like, oh, that's really nice of you. He was like, we're having dinner tonight. Do you want to come with? And I was like, let's go. So we got there and it was like the fanciest restaurant I've I've ever been to in Mexico, okay? And it was him and his, his uh, girlfriend. And basically, it was like two hours of like a podcast session where we were talking about business, about like meditation, about like uh, she journals and about like uh, the coolest thing. Like there were so many golden nuggets, but one of the biggest or largest golden nuggets that I got from that was she said, you know, um, you would think that like once you make millions, like all your problems get solved. But in actuality, you just have other problems to solve. So it, it really, really is about like asking yourself what, what problems do you want to solve? And, and I was like, yeah. Hmm. So that was really cool. And I got to hang out with them. Um, but other than that, no other ones. But um, I mean, I wish I could be more. Yeah. Man, that that's really cool, man. And in terms of like, like, um, 
I know you invest quite a bit into yourself and like, uh, when you hear something from someone who's made it that far, like I've had that myself with a mentor of mine, uh, he's, he hopped on a podcast and, you know, we've been able to develop a, a relationship and this guy's amazing. It's just a really strong person. And he really brought boiled it down to when he made X amount of money, where he was able to retire, he felt like he, he felt empty afterwards. Like, well, what, what, what the hell? I, I did everything I wanted to do. I'm, I'm, I live on the beach and uh, I'm able to play my video games, but I, I feel like there's something missing. And what he boiled it down to is we feel the most fulfilled when we are on our purpose, when we have a specific purpose that we're working towards. Are you, do you, have you found that yourself? Like what brings you happiness and fulfillment may not be the external results that you're getting, but like mm -hmm. the actions that you're taking and living through specific values, like what kind of, I know you're into meditation as well, which gives you that inner peace, like talk mm -hmm. a little bit about the process you feel that brings you in the most happiness and fulfillment. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I feel like, you know, once people get to that, that's like, that solves larger problems. Um, I would say definitely, um, you know, the, the legacy side of things, which is like, there's uh, one thing that I heard, which is like, there's three times when you die. First time is when you're a child and you find out death is possible. The second time is when you physically die. And the third time is when the last person on this earth says your name. And so having a legacy where I can, you know, pass down values, and knowledge for a long time is kind of the long-term goal. And how I plan to do that first is by educating my family, such as like my cousins and my brothers, so that they can be on a successful route. And like, we're good. So like as a family, we're like, you know, financially knowledgeable because I think that's like the largest thing, you know, financially knowledgeable, knowledgeable is like, you just gotta know like the system. So that's like step one is like, all right guys, like, don't get into debt or like get into good debt, at least credit is this, boom, boom, boom. And then from there, like really, uh, you know, shine some light on, I want to start with uh, my culture as, you know, a Latino. Uh, I feel like, you know, obviously I want to like share knowledge with the world, but, you know, start in one place. And because I feel like Latinos have like a bad name, you know, in some areas, like, mm -hmm. um, you know, in schools and stuff, you know, Latinos this. And so I want to be able to share knowledge so that way, you know, like uh, there's more wisdom and, you know, we grow as, as, as that culture. Yeah. So that, that's where it really stems from is like wanting to basically pass down what I've learned, uh, not just like practicality, but like even through like life experiences, you know, just living. And so that way we can grow, you know, knowledge. Yeah. And that, that's actually a, a really common thing that I see with successful people is like, it's not the fact that they want to accumulate so many dollars. What it comes down to is like, how can I contribute? How can I help out those around me? Like that is what really brings in so much more fulfillment when you can grow yourself and you've got yourself into a certain position. And that can be like, Ex, like something externally like for like finances or it can be something internally where you feel more self-confident you have a higher self-esteem you feel better by yourself you can walk you know you can stand tall and passing that on as like to, to somebody that people that you love and your community 
I feel the same way with, with even black people, you know, I want to see us succeed and it can be very frustrating when you can't, when uh, there's certain people within the, our own culture that reject those things that we like that even look down upon, um, they, they, they call it like you're like, I'm sure let's like, uh, um, Hispanics call this as well, like what being whitewashed, like as right. if like, yeah, all, all the, uh, all that's kind of stuff, but 100% relay yeah. with that. Uh, how about, can I ask you that same question? You know, like what's kind of like the driving force for Greg? Yeah, man. With, with me, the, the biggest thing is I, I'm not sure how much you know about my background, but I came from a household that had domestic violence. You know, dad went to prison four times. Mom didn't graduate from high school. Favorite uncle used to literally, you know, do cocaine in, in our living room. And the kind of stuff that I would see growing up wasn't something that was of hope, that was of uh, prosperity. It wasn't like I had this really crazy bright future ahead of me what i saw were people who were miserable what i saw were people that settled but not and i but i don't i'm not processing this consciously it's just subconsciously i believe that the way of of life is you have a job that you tolerate you feel okay about it um like relationships aren't the most um loving that re- i i'm interpreting that relationships are are tough I'm interpreting that relationships are pain and I was so fortunate enough to have my brother-in-law introduce me into personal development, which completely transformed my mind as far as thinking, wait a second, life doesn't have to be this way. Life doesn't have to suck. Life doesn't have to be miserable. You don't have to settle. As a matter of fact, you can really have whatever it is that you want as long as you have mentors, as long as you put the work in, as long as you can make the sacrifices for it. And the reality is a lot of people aren't willing to make those sacrifices. And, and, but at the same time, like there's a, there's a lack of knowledge, like this information isn't something that's taught in school as far as go find mentors or invest in yourself or learn how to communicate and, or like you have like unlimited potential and you can really do some amazing things. And that you like this barrier, as far as maybe $120,000 a year is like, oh, that's like, you're doing really well. Like there's levels above that. And you as a person, it's possible for you to achieve that. So a big thing that I, I feel very fortunate. I feel like I've already won in life. Like the fact that I've overcome that mindset in terms of that small thinking and I can really do whatever as I want. And I want to help other people have these breakthroughs as well, where someone can go from someone who's lazy and maybe is on a path towards settling and maybe far below their potential and showing them the way and showing them, hey, you can really live a much better life than like you, po- you think is even possible right now. But number one, understanding that it's going to take some time. Number two, understanding what are the skills you need to build that are going to help you out long term and i feel that my purpose really is overcoming and teaching so i overcome a specific problem let me teach you to somebody who who's going through that same thing that i've gone through and i feel the most fulfillment when i cuz i have i personally have seven mentors myself i recently just you know locked down another mentor really really awesome relationships going to the nice. next level and 
I feel so fulfilled when someone says, Hey, I just reached out to this person and it's crazy. Cause they do, they're, they're trying things out that I have never done, which is literally asking someone to be your mentor. Like usually like the relationships were mostly organic and we didn't have to really say like, Hey, can I, can you, can you mentor me? But when someone says like, Hey, I asked like if they can be my mentor and they say yes. And then now they're having conversations. God, man, nice. is that so fulfilling? Right. Because like I teach you how to help yourself the way that I have learned to help myself, which is being around those successful people. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's like yeah. fulfilling as fuck. <laughs> Dude, 100%. And you know, big thing that like, I don't know if you've experienced this. Have you ever experienced this where like you've learned something from personal development and at the time you don't really fully grasp it. Mm. Uh, you kind of understand the concept. You're like, I don't really know. But then as you have more experiences and references, mm -hmm. like that specific thing makes more sense emotionally. Like you've experienced that. Yes. And also what I love doing is like going back to that and like listening to that again or watching it again. Yeah. And it just like doubles up and it's just like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I felt that way with uh, Tony Robbins, you know, when uh, Tony Robbins at his personal, at his at least power within event, he talks about the six human needs, right? Certainty, mm -hmm. uncertainty, significance, love and connection, um, growth and contribution. And he was saying that like you can achieve a lot, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be fulfilled. And we can, see so many countless examples he brings up robin mm -hmm. williams who accomplished everything he wanted to accomplish and killed himself uh anthony bourdain same thing you know uh, had to can do whatever he wanted killed himself uh kate spade and there's people that also are very successful and names that we don't hear about and mm -hmm. when i first went to tony's event and he was talking about what brings in fulfillment is growth and contribution when i first heard that i'm like okay, I don't understand how helping and maybe volunteering mm -hmm. and all that stuff, like mm -hmm. how that's going to make me feel great. Cause I'm so focused mm -hmm. on myself mm -hmm. and it is when I start coaching people and now I have my own business. It's like, Oh, when I grow for myself and I'm, I'm put, I'm helping myself out and I'm getting better as a person that feels fantastic. But when I can take what I've learned and contribute that and to somebody else and make an impact, there's really Honestly, I've to my experience have not experienced anything that's more fulfilling than that. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. You know, I honestly like I I am telling you, I see you day and day and day and day and day and just like that's really it, dude. Like that's that's really like it. And I, I honestly see you like like you know, like Joe Rogan status for me, man. Like I like I see you like somewhere up there, and I'm just like, that's just it. That's all it takes. Like every day and then like boom. And then like, boom. Yeah, I don't know. That's awesome. Most deaf, man. I, and I appreciate that. What did your schedule look like as you're building your business leading to the point you got up? Where is it now? Were you working those 10 hour, 12 hour days, or was it more systemized and you were doing more deep work? What did your work schedule look like as you were building up to where you got today? Definitely the, the 10 to 12 hours. Um, um, but I guess it was kind of like learn faster. You know, it was like, Cause I look back now and obviously like, I'm just like, I look at it and I was kind of just like cranking a wheel that was like old industrial or something. You know, I look back now, like, yo, I could have just done this, done that. 
but I needed that to learn it, you know, because I needed to be like in the trenches. I just, I just feel like, you know, if not, it would have took me longer. And I had my goal set. I was like, dude, March 2020, you're leaving. January 1st, 2nd or 3rd, you're buying your ticket, one-way ticket. So like, I was like, you know, shit, November's coming up. Or you know, mm-hmm. I was like, I got to get faster. So, it, you know, for me, it was like a combination. Maybe, maybe I just needed more guidance. But whatever it was, I was like, you know, this uh, deadline's coming, so I have to meet that. So, um, but how was the schedule like? Woke up and, you know, it, it was like a lot of testing at first. It was like, so do I do better when Careful, I meditate? Oh, my bad. I was like, do I, do I do better when I meditate first and then coffee or coffee and then meditate? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And then, like, I tried both and I was like, okay, meditate, then coffee. And so, like, uh, it was that. And then it was like, okay, work for, like, two hours and then get a breakfast because it was like, you know, just hearing different things from different podcasts. I was like, okay, so, like, you might work better on, like, you know, hungers because so that way you're, like, pushing and then you can go, like, you know, eat. Uh, stuff like that. And then there's also, like, you know, the... The fasting, uh, the fast one, is it? Mm-hmm. Pretty fast one. Yeah. So, different things that I was, because I feel like everyone's different. So, like, you can't just take everybody's advice. You got to, like, find what works for you. And so, all, all that time I was, like, testing. And then, um, yeah, sure enough, I like um, working first, getting the important shit done. Okay. And then, a little breakfast and a podcast or something, you know. So, like, now, like, it, it takes no work for me to, like, eat and, like, listen to a YouTube video or a podcast. Dude, I'm all in. I'm like, I love this shit, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So uh, is that, and then again, I was testing, you know, I better for the gym in the daytime or the nighttime, but then it's like, oh, okay. So here's where now it fluctuates. It's like, well, I have sales calls in this afternoon. So I'll do the sales calls, do some more work, the gym. And then obviously the gym gets packed, you know, around what, like five to nine yeah. ten mm-hmm. so then you gotta account for that okay well so then i can't go to gym there so okay i'm gonna go to gym at 11 p.m and i'm just gonna work this and then but there's always definitely some, some kind of breaks like i i can't do just like straight on because then like my work is just like fuzzy so and then if it was like no gym in the evening so it's like okay so seven to eight or something go take a nice walk and like this like nice trail that i know of and just listen to like podcasts or something yeah. So you made sure you had something to, to decompress and mm-hmm. uh, to take your take your mind off of the, the task at hand. And I, and I think you have to do those things because that's what gives you more fuel to your work. Like um, mm-hmm. I like the saying, I don't know who said this and if someone can let me know, uh, like, you know, you work hard and you also chill hard mm-hmm. as well because yeah. that, ref- that refuels you. You know, what time do you usually wake yeah. up? So like at eight, I don't have like a strict, like I actually, um, except when I have shit to do, but I actually don't put an alarm like ever. <laughs> <laughs> I just, all right, body, you tell me when you want to wake up. Not too late though. <laughs> Dude, that's really cool, man. Uh, I forgot who <laughs> mentioned that. Was it Tim Ferriss that said he's having an alarm or Chet Holmes? Somebody said that, but I think that's really cool, man. And that's, that's part of the, the experience. Like you want to be able to build your life in the way that you want to run it. Like you're yeah. like, you know what? I think that's one thing that I want to have. I want to be able mm-hmm. to wake up when like, that's such a beauty. That's such a great feeling when you wake yeah. up and you're not interrupted. Yeah, yes, like, exactly. I got to get up. I think it's the interruption like, part. Yeah. Um, but when I was at my nine to five, 
yo, know, I would work during my lunch hour, the one hour I had for like months, for like three months. I was like, this is my grind. Because remember I told you, Jen told me three months. I was like, all right, let's do it. I would work during the lunch hour. And then after work, I would, for those three months, I didn't go to the gym. I was like, you know, sacrifice one. Mm-hmm. And I just worked after work until like midnight and then did that like every single day. <laughs> so would you say that it took you about the, those three months to like you made enough to get you off your feet to be able to support, like to substitute that money you're making at your job? Uh, so my job, I was making like 6K per month. And that's uh, before taxes. And then on the business at that time, I was making like four. And then I was like, all right, you know, this is kind of cool. Now, if I get off the bit of the nine to five, then I have more time to get more clients and, you know, make more. So you, so you're selling more like a, cause that, that makes sense. Like the digital marketing for lawyers, I'm sure that was like high ticket. Like how much were you charging mm-hmm. for uh, per client? Did you have different tiers? Um, yeah. So I have different like, you know, services. Uh, the one that I like to work with the best because I feel like I can provide the most results in is Facebook advertising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for that one, I charge 1200 per month. Which is, uh, to them, it's not that bad. <laughs> Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) And did you go by like strategically meaning like, uh, did you look for lawyers who were already advertising and then you're like, Oh, these people were by already or are like, um, I I'm assuming you, cause you say you do a lot of stuff in the Facebook groups, right? Did you start off with Mm -hmm. the Facebook groups? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think it's mostly, um, you know, whether they started, whether they're doing it or whether they never done it, it's more of um, I vibe really well with the solo practici- practitioners or the, you know, the solo attorneys who don't have a large firm. Um, we just vibe really well. Like our, our calls are like, hey, what's up? All right, so here's the status. Our texts are like emojis and stuff. But it's like still like really, you know, it's super ideal clients. And like I, I, find out, I found out that I work best with them. And it's really cool. Like, you know, having like, like that client relationship that's like comfortable you know, it just makes everything better. So whether they've done it or not, yeah. Yeah, I think that's really that's really powerful, man. Like when you have your clients that you really get along with, and like you guys are you guys are like almost like homies, right? Like yeah. Um, it's it's really cool because you're like, man, like this is this is fun work. Yeah. Exactly. And then yeah. like even if like something like goes wrong a little bit, it's like oh, like you know, obviously like, we know we're human, like. Something went wrong. That's all right, cool. All good. Yeah. So did you have a, cause I'm sure it gets to the point where you have, like you can't take on any more business cause it'd be too much of your time. Did you set a, a, like a, a certain limit? Like I can only work with like 10 lawyers at a time or, or 12 or something like that. What does that look like for you? It's actually more of like five, mm. mm-hmm, five, because I have my other, you know, consulting and digital products. Um, the digital products, it's definitely a lot of building. It's a lot of like uh, building out systems. And that's what I like about it though, is because like I get to like, just try out. That's like my creativity. I get to just be super creative with that. And then obviously provide value and then refine the process. Okay, like this month we made this much. So like, uh, you know, what was the funnel like? Uh, how did it look? Okay, let's try this. And like uh, for the digital product side, my goal by the end of this year 
is to be making 1K per day with digital products only. And once once I hit that goal, which is like, like with when it comes to my goals, I'm just like, all right, let's fucking go, dude. Like, <laughs> this is it. And so, you know, once I do that, like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my, like, on, like, you know, my other clients, because that's, that's awesome. I love that. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I haven't thought about that, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when it comes to like your numbers, you talked about your numbers when let's say you post on the Facebook group, let's okay. So let's go like into the different categories, right? Like when you post or like, what exactly are you tracking with like the, the actual coaching? What exactly are you tracking when it comes to the digital products? Uh, tracking in terms of, oh, okay. I get what you're saying now. So it's cool because it comes down to that saying that like, you know, don't, uh, focus on the process and the results take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, instead of thinking like, oh, like I want to make, you know, 1K with digital products this month. It's like, okay, well, what needs to happen in these four weeks or these, you know, 30 days for that to happen? Okay, so there needs to be some email broadcast in the first week. And then the second week needs to be a hype to the event that leads on the last day of the month or something. Um, and then, you know, you have like, uh, on this day, you're going to have the pre-sale. And then on this day, you're going to have like the last day to sell. And then, okay, so like, but is that going to hit my numbers? Well, like my conversion rate is usually this. So I need to have this many people on my email list or such and forth. So therefore, how about I have two different events in the month? And that might make the numbers better. Okay, that looks all good. It's all on paper. All right, let's execute. And then, you know, it's uh, sending out those emails, those reminders, uh, setting events post on social media for those platforms um and then you know sticking to the process i think um in the beginning it was like super discouraging like when i didn't get sales and i made my plans i was like damn what happened i was like okay well you know keep going like you know Mm -hmm. be fine try to see what happened okay and then you know it just gets better and better so right now i'm building out a system which runs off of uh, an evergreen webinar um, that's all just like set up on the web. Uh, and that's how I plan to hit the 1K a day. But it is a large system. Like I estimated it's going to take me like 20 hours to build out. Looks like it's going to take me 40 hours. So I'm just like, okay, well, keep going. <laughs> yeah. Damn, that, that's really cool, man. What would you say was like the biggest failure that had taken place for you that was actually served to be one of your biggest lessons that helped you out tremendously? That's, that's, a, that's like the best question in the world. Oh my God, because I have a story. So basically, long story short though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had this um, client and he was, um, well, it's just a client. Uh, back when I was starting, like four or five months in, and basically his website, uh, I worked on his website and um, I actually didn't work as I worked as marketing, but I needed his website to set up some stuff. And then his website crashed or like uh, someone hacked it or it basically died. Like all the information was like, like literally like a hurricane went in there and just like messed everything up. All the images, it was weird. And he said, you have to fix this because you were, you have the access to it and no one else has access to it. And then I was like, you know, at that point I was like, literally like young in business. And I was like, shit, like I have to say yes for some reason. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, wait a minute, like, like 
I, you know, this wasn't my fault. Like I didn't do anything. Like I literally didn't do anything. And this guy like, is going all over me saying he's going to sue me if I don't do it. And I was like, but I didn't do anything. You know, I was like, he can sue me and uh, I'll win because I didn't do anything wrong. I literally didn't do anything. And so I, I, I took that and then I, on the phone, I told him, no, I'm not going to fix it. I didn't do anything. I can help you find out what happened. I can find, like, find a solution, but I, I'm not going to do this free work for you. It's like probably like 20, 30 hours of work. Damn. And then he was like, okay, watch out. Like literally business to business. And then I was like, literally like, this is crazy. Cause like, that was the first time I've ever had like an anxiety attack in like my entire life. Like I literally, like I, I, I thought like anxiety attacks were like not a thing just cause like I've never had one. And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, you can, you can overcome it with your mind. It's not, you know, I was like, and then I literally like, it, it, it hit so hard that I literally fell asleep. It was so weird. It was so odd. And then I was like, Oh shit. But because of that, like, you know, I was able to stand up for myself a lot more when it came to everything, you know, saying no to that one thing, because I knew that it was a true thing to do. It helped me basically in business and in life, like, you know, really uh, put my foot down or, you know, uh, position myself so that uh, I can basically help more people, you know, because if I'm able to stand my ground for people that are like, you know, trying to mess with me, book with me then I can help other people because, you know, not everyone can do that. So I can help other people basically like, you know, let them know what's right and wrong. So yeah, that was, that was that experience. Dang. That's, that's really crazy, man. So did he end up suing you and did you win? Nah, nothing. Nothing ever happened. (laughs) He was just bluffing. I think he knew he was wrong because he did something and he was like, I'm going to blame it on him. Mm. Dang, and he tried to he tried to like bully you into doing all this free yeah. work, and and he he did it before like past weeks, and I I, I would say yes because I I don't I don't know I don't know about yes so I was just like yeah, and then so he's like oh okay this guy's a you know yeah so like a pushover huh and then exactly. that was when yeah. that was when you were like no like, this is oh, it boom flip and then everything from there flipped and I was like right <laughs> dang so from then on like you've been able to yeah. really be firm with what you're willing yeah. to do and, and what makes and especially in business though like you know yo, business is business like if we're gonna work together awesome we're gonna do great and if not then well that's fine you know you have other vendors that have other clients that's you a know? that's a powerful thing man not only in business and in life like being able to say no, put your foot down for certain things, invitate invita- invitations uh, to things that you don't want to go to and you feel a little bit guilty, you feel a little bit bad for, but for you to really stand your ground and say like, no, I feel like this is what's right for me and this makes the most sense and um, yeah. for your life, you know, and like right. not compromising your values and what you exactly. feel is right to be liked or to avoid exactly. conflict from another exactly. person. Exactly. And that's a large one. You know, people... Uh, I think a lot of people try to avoid conflict, but, you know, it's actually a good thing, you know, to be able to stand up for that. So, hundred percent, man. So yeah. what would be the, la- like, what would be something that you would pass on to young entrepreneurs who have the same aspiration as, as you did and you've accomplished, they want to be able to travel the world, have the business and have the freedom that comes with that what would be your advice to them who have yet to achieve that? I would say don't want it today and not even, you know, tomorrow. Like delayed gratification is true. 
you know, it's like people give up because they don't get it today or tomorrow. And it's like, well, what did you expect? You know, like if you want to, like I say, if you want to live uh, doing 1% of people that people live, then you got to do the 90%, 99% of things that people don't want to do. And that's so true. It's like, you got to put in the work, you got to, you know, be able to wait, but strategically, you know, and that's, that, that's what it comes to you, which is, you know, get mentors because they're going to help you get up there like faster. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. And continuously putting in that work day in and day out. Um, you know, I, I'm currently like finding this, like owning this where wherever I'm at, I'm okay with wherever I'm at. I'm going to do the best with whatever situation is thrown at me. I'm going to take, I'm going to make decisions that are going to benefit me, not necessarily today, but can possibly benefit me in a year and a half, three years, five years from now and being patient. And even though I may not be where I want to be, just accepting where I am and figuring out how can I squeeze as much lessons from this as possible because I'm supposed to be here because there's lessons while I'm here that I'm supposed to learn that's going to help me out when I get to that next level in a year and a half, three years and five years, right? Some powerful stuff there. 100%, 100%. So where can people find you, Andrew? Um, where, where do you want people to reach out to you at? Uh, I would say for now, Instagram, uh, Andrew's World, Andrew's with two S's, World. Um, I post some pretty cool pictures and videos there. <laughs> yeah, dude, you've been posting this crazy ass globe. Like, what is? Is that a drone shot? Like, what? Are yeah, you? it's a drone. It's a feature within uh, DJI's drones. It's really cool. I recommend it. Yo, you guys got to follow him on Instagram and look at that because he's po- been posting these like crazy ass pictures. And I'm like, yeah. I, I'm trying, trying to wrap my head around like this looks crazy, yeah. uh, but. Andrew, hey, man, I really appreciate you taking your time to come here and give some value with my audience, my brother. Um, I can't wait to link up with you again. I know you're on your on your world tour. Maybe we can link up sometime uh, in Asia yeah. uh, together. Hey. <laughs> Damn. Cool. And thanks so much for having me on here, man. Like, super appreciate it. Of course, brother. All right, y'all. Take care.